Well, today is kind of what I call a one-off Sunday in that we're not in a series. We're not spending three or four or five, six, seven, eight weeks about either a topic or a particular passage of Scripture. I just want to share some thoughts about a few Scriptures um, in the context of the topic, Give Thanks. Give Thanks. Uh, this being the Thanksgiving season, this Thursday, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving as a nation, and I don't know what your family traditions or your personal traditions may be in celebrating Thanksgiving. If you're like me, it involves eating a lot, and so if you're in that boat, you pray for me, and I'll pray for you that we won't eat way too much, Uh, but uh, we have a lot to be thankful for, don't we? We have an incredible abundance of opportunity to give thanks Because we're a blessed people. You know, we all woke up this morning and all across this world there were people that didn't wake up this morning. That's a great place to start in giving thanks. Uh, On a rainy Sunday morning, I imagine most of us woke up under a dry roof with heat in our homes. And we got into a vehicle and drove to this place where we can freely worship. Most people in the world do not have vehicles. We are a blessed people. We have lots to be thankful for. And I just wanted to remind us today of the importance of giving thanks. And when it comes to giving thanks, uh, we tend to gravitate towards the things that we appreciate from people and getting from people and the things that benefit us. And we share thanks for the things that we get in return. But Hopefully today I want to help us to understand the importance of giving thanks in general and what that means. And so I want to share a couple of scriptures with us to get started this morning. First of all, 1 Chronicles chapter number 16, verse 34. It says, give thanks to the Lord. Say, give thanks. Give thanks thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let me share with you Psalm 107, verse 1. It says, Give thanks to the Lord. Say, Give thanks. For He is good. His love endures forever. Psalm 118, verse 1. It says, Give thanks to the Lord. Say, Give thanks. For He is good. His love endures forever. Now, if if that one didn't help, maybe this one will help. Psalm 118, verse 29 says, Give thanks to the Lord. Say, give thanks. For He is good. His love endures forever. I love Psalm 136, verse 1. Here's what it says. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks. For He is good. His love endures forever. You know, over 20 times in our Scripture, this phrase, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, His love endures forever. And some variation is found because it's important for us to understand the impact that giving thanks have not on the person that we're thanking, but on us. And what it helps us to realize in this life and how it changes us. It's important for us to give thanks. And notice what the writer says. It says, give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. You know, most of my life 
as I've given thanks to the Lord, it's been because of things that I feel He's done for me. He's provided for me and for my family. And so I say, thank you, Lord, for your provision. He's given me health. And I've lived a life with good health that's allowed me the benefits of enjoying lots of things in life. And so I say, thank you, Lord, that I woke up this morning and I can put one foot in front of the other and I can walk. Thank you for that. He's blessed me with so much in this life. And and I tend to look at thanksgiving to God through the lens of what he's done for me. But listen to what the writer says. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Not for what he's done. Not for what he's going to do. Not for what we can get from him. But for he is good. And if nothing else this morning that we hear, we need to hear that God is a good God. He's for us. He loves us. His love endures forever. There's a lot of people in this world that are great. They have power. They have influence. But they may not be good. God's good. He's great. With just words that he spoke, the earth came into existence and the universe became. Yet he's good. He's for us. And He loves us. And He loves us with a love that we can't lose, that we can't, that we can't escape. We can't do enough bad to cause Him to stop loving us. He is a good God who will always love us no matter what. And that's a reason to give thanks. And so as we start this topic of giving thanks, I want us to understand the importance of not simply thanking God for what He does but for who He is and for trusting and believing in the fact that He loves us unconditionally and He's good. He's a good God. So with that in mind, I want to give us five reasons that we should give thanks. If you're taking notes, you can write these five reasons down. Maybe you can reference them later. Um, I tend to be a person who sometimes forgets to give thanks. If you're like me, you tend to think... You tend to take small blessings for granted. You tend to overlook the blessings in your life. And you tend to feel entitled to some things because you feel as though you deserve them or you've owned them. And this morning, I want to remind us of some reasons for us to give thanks. So here we go. Reason number one that we should give thanks is to acknowledge that God is our source. Is to acknowledge that God is our source. I am not entitled to what I own. You are not entitled to what you have. Psalm 24 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. In just a blink of an eye, it's possible for us all to lose what we have. What we've worked so hard for, what we've pursued, what we've sweated and put blood in over. Because God ultimately is in charge of everything. And when we get to the place where we learn to give thanks to God, not simply for what He does, but for who He is, it helps us to remember that He is our source for life. Now this is a good thing in times of abundance. This is a good thing in times of plenty. This is a good thing in times of 
great circumstances because we can look to God and we can say thank you for this abundance, for this plenty, for these great circumstances. But it's also important for us to remember that thanking God reminds us that He is our source because in times of need and in times of want and in times of bad circumstances, He's the hope that we have in this world. And when we give thanks, it reminds us that He is our source. And so if we don't have, He has it all. And if we have, it's because He's blessed us. And so my hope is that we can become a people of gratitude by giving thanks to God and simply reminding ourselves that He is our source. We are not entitled to anything that we have. We should not take for granted the small things in life that we have because somewhere, someplace, there's someone that doesn't have what we have. And we acknowledge that God has blessed us with everything. He's our source. He's the one that we go to when we have need. He's the one that we think in times of plenty and gratitude and giving thanks to God because He's good and because He loves us simply reminds us that he's our source. It's not about us. It's not about what we've accumulated. It's not about what we've earned. It's not about what we deserved. It's simply about his provision. He is our source. The second reason that I think we should give thanks is because it trains our hearts to be grateful. It trains our hearts to be grateful. When I was a child and someone would do something for me or someone would give something to me, my parents would instruct me to give thanks for what was done for me or what was given to me. I can remember having birthday parties or receiving gifts for Christmas or having someone do something for me that I couldn't do on my own. And I can remember my parents saying, hey, let's, let's pick up the phone Let's call your grandparents. Let's pick up the phone. Let's call your aunt and uncle. Let's write a note and put it in the mail and send it to that person. And remember that they did something for you that's worth giving thanks over. But I think by default and by nature, we have a tendency just to take things for granted. Right? And because of the training and instruction of my parents and making me give thanks, even when I didn't necessarily own the gratitude, it helped train me to become more grateful for the things that I have. And so now I, I try to put notes in the mail or send text messages or pick up the phone and call someone when they've given me something or they've done something for me to express the gratitude that I have because through the instruction and training and being grateful, I became more grateful. And so when we give thanks to God, it helps train us to be more grateful people. There's a, an old song that I remember hearing sung in the church. I don't remember who sang it, but it said, Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks with a grateful heart. And I can remember as a kid thinking that doesn't really make a lot of sense because if you're giving thanks, obviously you have a grateful heart. But the truth is, sometimes we can give thanks without a grateful heart. You know, we can say things that people want to hear just to keep them happy, and we might not necessarily have a grateful heart. But when we truly give thanks to God for who He is, it teaches us to become more grateful. 
And when you give thanks with a grateful heart, it's different than just giving thanks. And so reason enough to give thanks to God is that it makes us more grateful for the blessings that we experience in this life. Number three, a reason to give thanks is that it frees us from anxiety. It frees us from anxiety. I don't want to spend a lot of time here because my father actually preached about this passage last week. But I want to read for us Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7. The Apostle Paul says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, listen to this, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. With an attitude of thanksgiving, we present our requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Being anxious and worrying about something doesn't change things, but when we have a grateful heart when we go with thanksgiving presenting requests to God then we can trust his faithfulness see we we need to learn to look at God's track record in our past and his faithfulness to us and allow that to be a motivator for our future I like to think about it this way and and maybe this will be confusing to you at first but but hopefully it'll make sense Imagine with me for a moment that you had a lady friend who was in an abusive relationship. And let's say that you begin to notice that she has bruises from time to time and that there are different indicators that she might be in an abusive relationship. And so you ask her about it and she finally admits, yeah, I have someone in my life that is abusive to me. Let's say over time, after sharing things, she, she hits rock bottom. She's had enough. She says, I am done with this relationship. I am not going to live in these circumstances anymore. She comes to you and she says, I am out. I am leaving him. I am not going to live in those conditions. And so you're there for her. You love her. And let's say three or four months go, back, go by and she comes back to you and she says, you know, I've, I've decided that I'm going to go back to that relationship. And you're like, why would you go back to that relationship? And she says... Well, he's changed. And we've talked about it, and he's never going to do those things to me again. He's changed. And so you, you love her through her decisions, and she goes back, and several months go by, and you notice some of those indicators again. And you confront her, and she admits, yeah, he's, he's abusing me again. She hits rock bottom. She says, I've had enough. I'm done with the relationship. You support her through it. A couple of months go by and she says, I'm going to go back to this relationship because it really is different this time. It really has changed. Now, if you've been in an abusive relationship, if you've been an abuser, God has grace. God can change people in an instant. I believe that. So this illustration is by no means a hopeless scenario for you. But if you notice that time and time again she leaves a relationship because of abuse and then she goes back hoping for change and she finds the same thing and she leaves and she goes back hoping for change and she finds the same thing again and she keeps going back, you're going to get frustrated and you're going to say, why do you expect there to be change when you've gone back time and time again and it's been the same results? You would say, stop going back to that relationship. It's not changed. And here's what I think. We need to do the same thing. With God. Not because he abuses us, but because he's faithful to us. And we've gone through dark, empty, hopeless times in our past, and he was there. 
He got us through those times. And now we face circumstances and situations and we say, well, but this time it's different. Like, God can't help me in this. This is like, this is the worst situation ever. I've never been through anything like this. And there's no way that God can help me through this. But God hasn't changed. And I don't know why we would expect that he has changed. He is good and he will be with us through those difficult situations just like he has been in the past. And so every time we face a situation and we have a thought, I can't make it through this. God can't help me through this. It's like us going back to an abusive relationship and expecting there to be change. And God doesn't change. He's faithful. He'll always be with us. And when we give thanks, it reminds us of his faithfulness in the past and it allows us a platform to stand for in the present and in the future, knowing that we can trust the goodness of God, that his love endures forever, that he will always be with us, that there's no need to be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, we can present our requests to God. And he'll give us a peace that passes all understanding, even in the midst of hopeless circumstances. He doesn't change. He's faithful. And when we give thanks, we simply remind ourselves of that, that he doesn't change. And it's going to be the same this time. He's going to be there with us again. Number four, a reason that we should give thanks is that it gives me perspective for life. It gives me perspective for life. Listen to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, verse 18. A, a difficult passage to embrace. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You ever notice that it's easy to give thanks in good circumstances? But when the bad circumstances come, we, we never think to give thanks for bad circumstances. Right? We want to be rescued. We want to be set free from bad circumstances. We want to be back to the good circumstances so that we can give thanks. But when we learn to give thanks to God in all circumstances, it gives us perspective for life. It reminds us that life is not about us. That whether we're going through good times or bad times, life is about Jesus and the glory of God in the earth and his faithfulness to us. That's an indicator of his faithfulness in the future. And when we thank God, it helps us become less self-absorbed. See, we have this tendency to go to God in times of trouble and we ask him to rescue us. And then in times of good, we act like we can stand on our own, like we don't really need God. And we think that he's like this, this rescue boat, that when we're in trouble, we call on the rescue boat and the rescue boat comes and bails us out. But God's not like that. He's always with us. He's not simply a rescue boat. He's a life partner. He's with us. And life isn't about us. And the perspective that we need is that as I give thanks to God, it reminds me that no matter what circumstances I'm facing, I can be grateful because God is good. And his love endures forever. Number five, when I give thanks to God... It prepares my heart for future blessings. It prepares my heart for future blessings. If you've ever prayed diligently for some request to God and felt as though God wasn't listening to you, or felt as though your prayers were hitting a ceiling, 
or you felt as if God wasn't near because you've prayed and prayed and prayed about the same thing over and over and over and that loved one still hasn't come to a relationship with Christ, that need still hasn't been met, that relationship still needs mending and you've prayed about it and you've prayed about it and you've prayed about it. In those moments, you don't feel a need to give thanks because you don't think you've received what you're praying about. But when we learn to give thanks in all situations, it prepares our heart for future blessings because now we can stand in faith and say, God, I thank you that you have given me what I haven't received yet. And I'm praying about it. I'm not going to stop praying about it. I'm going to keep praying about it and keep praying about it. But I thank you. I'm grateful that you've heard my prayers. And I don't understand why I haven't received the answer that I think that I should have received. And I don't understand why I haven't gotten past this issue. I don't understand some things about how you answer prayers. But I know that I can be grateful that you're going to bless me in those ways. And so when we say thanks to God for prayers that he hasn't answered yet or for things that haven't been experienced, it's a way for us simply to prepare our heart to receive something. Most of us would not like giving gifts to people who are not grateful. If I were going to give a gift to you and I knew that you weren't going to enjoy the gift and you were probably going to throw it away, I wouldn't really want to give you that gift. But if I knew that you were hungry for that gift, if I knew you had been asking for that gift, if I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that when I gave you that gift, your eyes were going to light up and it was just going to make your day, I would have such joy in giving you that gift. And when we go to God and we're persistent in prayer and by faith we believe that he's going to give us things that he's promised us and we thank him in advance for it, it prepares our heart to receive what he's going to give. And it's reason to give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures Forever. Forever. So if we're going to be people who give thanks, if we're going to be a grateful people, if we're going to understand the impact that gratitude has on our lives and not just the person that we're grateful to, the question becomes, how do we give thanks? And some would think that it's obvious, and maybe some of you don't really know where to start. So I'm going to give you five ways to give thanks. And some of them are going to be obvious. But hopefully you can understand how you can give thanks so that you'll have reason to give thanks. And you'll allow your gratitude to embrace God's goodness and his love for your life. The first way that we can give thanks to God is through prayer. We can tell God thank you. Just like we pick up the phone, just like we write a letter, just like we send a text message to someone in our life that's done something for us. We can speak to God directly and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that this morning I got up out of the bed and I put one foot in front of the other. Thank you. You're so good. Thank you for your provision on my family. Thank you that we sat down to eat a meal when there's people in the world that aren't eating meals today. Thank you that... I have everything that I need in this life to be successful. Thank you. And we tell him, 
Some, some people are kind of scared of the word prayer. You don't want to pray in front of people. I understand that. I get that. But prayer isn't an intimidating force. It's simply a way to communicate with someone you have a relationship with. And so by prayer, we simply speak our thanks to God. The second way that we can give thanks to God is by singing. Some of us like singing more than others. I, for one, love singing in the shower. I try to refrain from singing in public for public's sake. But singing is a great tool to give thanks to God. Think about we come together and we sing songs about the hope that we found in Jesus Christ together. And you're listening to the words, you're seeing the words on the screen, you're singing the words, you're believing the words, you're meaning the words, and the words are declaring the goodness of God, celebrating His love for us. What are you doing? You're having a grateful heart. You're participating in an opportunity to give thanks to God through song. At the end of our time together this morning, we're going to sing a song called Our Great God. And it's a great opportunity for us simply to declare the greatness of God in our life through song. Now, some of you don't like singing. I get that. But it's an opportunity. It's a way that you can give thanks to God. And we should take advantage of that. Number three, we can give thanks to God by living a godly life. By living a godly life. Have you ever told someone thank you for something? Maybe it was a Christmas gift. Maybe it was a birthday present. And you said thank you for this gift because they were well-intentioned in giving you the gift. But it was a gift that you didn't really like. And so out of courtesy, you said thank you for the gift. But when you got home, the gift was either discarded or put somewhere where it wasn't used. And have you ever... Come back in contact with that person, whether it was a relative or a friend, and they ask you about that gift. You know, like, like where's the jacket? You know, it's cold. Why are you not wearing the jacket I gave you? You're like, oh, I love that jacket. I forgot it at a friend's house because I'm always at my friend's and I'm always over there. And I guess I just forgot it because I wear it so much. But you don't know where the jacket is because you didn't like the jacket. You told them thanks, but. You don't ever wear the jacket. You ever told someone thank you for something and then never used it? And then you feel guilty when you see the person who gave you the gift and you're like, I should probably put that on because I'm going to see them today. I should let them know that I'm using what they gave me so that I can appease them for a season and then put it back where I want it. You ever done that? I think sometimes when we don't live godly lives, that's what we do to God. And by words, we tell God we're so thankful that you hung on a rugged cross on a hill called Calvary for my sins. Thank you. And then we go out and we live outside of that grace. And we don't put into practice the things that we say thank you for. And we acknowledge that God has done so much for us, but we live our lives as though he's done nothing for us. And it's the same principle that when we live a godly life, it's a way of showing God that we're thankful for what he's done for us. Not just by words. I'm not just telling you you've done good. I'm not just telling you that you've loved me. I'm showing you that what you've provided for me is a way of life. And I'll live a godly life 
to show you how grateful I am for what you've done in my life. The fourth way that we can give thanks is by sharing God's goodness with others. It's like the kid that gets the perfect present that goes and tells all of his friends. When we tell others about God's goodness in our lives, it's a way of expressing thanks to God. You're never, you're never more proud as a giver than when the gift that you gave is worthy of telling someone about. And when we tell others about the goodness of God, about his blessings in our life, about his love that we've experienced, it's simply a way of us reassuring God that we are thankful for what he's done. It's worth telling someone about. It's not a secret blessing. It's a blessing that's worth telling someone about. Can I tell you what God's done for me lately? Listen, I've been praying about something. Can I tell you what God just did for me? Just little moments where we share what God's doing in our life are huge opportunities for us to express our gratitude and to give thanks to God for who he is, for what he's done. And the last way that I think that we can give thanks is by giving generously. By giving generously. You know, the Old Testament has several accounts where the Israelites were instructed to give thank offerings, meaning they would sacrifice an animal or they would sacrifice something to express their gratitude to God for his provision in their lives, for who he was and what he had done for them. And there were some specific rules and regulations into how they were to do it. The animal had to be a certain age. It had to be certain types of animals. There were certain ways that they were supposed to give those thank offerings to God. But at the end of the day, they were simply taking something that God had given them and with open hands returning it back to him. See, sometimes if we're not careful, we can allow God's blessings to flow into us and never flow out of us. And stagnant water stinks. And if we don't learn to be generous, then we don't express our gratitude to God because what he's given us stops with us. But if we're truly grateful for what he's given us, we can allow it to be given to others. And that shares thanks with the giver, with the provider. And just like the Israelites giving thank offerings, today we have opportunities to give. We give financially to our church. We give financially to people in our lives who have legitimate needs and we have compassionate hearts that are stirred to be generous to people. We give of our time. We, we serve people by giving generously. We give of our talents. We use the gifts that God's given us to, to build up and encourage others. But when we give, we're simply saying, God, you have given to me and now I will allow that to flow open-handed out of me. See, when we want to collect God's blessings, we want to hold on to God's treasures that he's given us, it causes us to have closed hands because we don't want to lose what God's given us. But if we have closed hands, God can never give us more because we're so concerned about holding on to what God's given us that we can't receive anything else with closed hands. And so we can give generously. We can share God's goodness with others. We can live a godly life. We can 
sing songs of thanks and we can pray prayers of thanks to express our gratitude to an amazing, amazing God. Now let me share a specific opportunity for you to give generously this Christmas season. Every year we receive a Christmas offering and we've used this Christmas offering in different ways in the past. In the past we've helped families that that may not have been able to provide um, presents for their kids for Christmas or may not have had opportunity to afford meals during Christmas seasons. And so we've been able to help families in the past. We've given to organizations that help families in the past. But this year, we're going to do something a little different. And before I share with you exactly what we're going to do and what our goal is for our Christmas offering, I want to rehearse a conversation that I have with people uh, quite frequently. Actually, about three weeks ago, I had a, uh, a gentleman stop me in the back and he asked me this question. He said, hey, Bronson, uh, what are you guys' plans for your church, like for the future? Like, do you want to get a building someday? Like, have your own facility? And I was like, no, man. I love meeting in a gym. That's pretty incredible here, right? We get to show up at 6 in the morning and put all this stuff up. Why would I want our, our own building? Are you crazy? Not a chance, man. We want to be here forever. If you're not having church in a gym, you're not having church. He kind of looked at me like I was crazy. And then he understood that I was being sarcastic. I said, yeah, man, we have dreams to have our own facility one day. We're looking forward to the day that we have a place that we can call home for our ministry. That that a facility is a piece in the puzzle of the mission that God's given us to make a difference and an impact to the lives of people far from God, specifically in Barrow County. For some people, that's a huge puzzle piece. Those people probably come at 6 o'clock and help set up every week. For some people, it's just a small, you know, if you have a building, it's not that big a deal. But having our own facility affords us some incredible opportunities as a church. And yes, of course, I tell people we have a plan. We would love we would love to have our own facility one day. And I share about places that I've been and I'm looking at and dreams that I have and pieces of land that cost $16.2 million that I'm praying someone will give us. And they laugh and we kind of move on. But the truth is, the truth is, is it's time for us to embrace some dreams together as a church. And it's time for us to pray some more impossible prayers like we've prayed all along from the beginning that God would do some incredible things in the life of our church to show us his goodness and that his love endures forever and that he's for us. And though times are hard and difficult when you're a portable church, there's so many opportunities that we're afforded by being in this location that I'm not willing to just settle for any facility that we can afford presently that would limit us from growing into what God wants us to do. And so, just been praying the last couple of weeks and been reading a book on prayer that we're going to journey through together starting in January and just been challenged in my heart that we haven't stopped dreaming as a church, but maybe we're not pursuing dreams like we once did and it's time for us to start pursuing some dreams together and so we're going to officially open a facility fund 
And this year, our Christmas offering, we're going to set a goal for $10,000 to start a future facility fund. And just like every dollar that's ever given to Synergy, we give 10% of it away. We embrace biblical tithing as it's taught. And so 10% of that $10,000 goal, the first $1,000 that we receive is going to go to an organization here in town through uh, an opportunity called Holiday Connection to help provide Christmas for some families that may be in need. It's through an organization called Family Connection and Community in Schools. We're going to partner with them for the first $1,000, but then we're going to believe together as a church that we can put a dent into a fund to start dreaming toward a facility that God would lead us to as a church. And it's going to be a designated fund that we'll never touch for any purposes outside of purchasing a building, renovating a building, getting into a building, whatever that may look like in the future. And when we get to $100,000 in this fund, and when our church is receiving about $20,000 in regular giving, we're going to pull a trigger and we're going to step out on faith and we're going to make something happen because we will be positioned to receive some blessings that God has for us. And starting in January, by faith, we're going to take a portion of our income and put into this fund on a regular basis and set it aside as our dream fund that God is going to give us our facility one day. And it's a way for us to put our faith into action. And so you may be sitting here today and you might say, I think it would be great for this church to have their own facility and you know what I got a couple of million laying around and you might just want to go ahead and take care of it and I'll go ahead and tell you thank you in advance but for some of us that may not can do that uh, maybe you can give $10,000 alone and go ahead and just wipe out this Christmas offering and we'll just keep adding to it maybe Maybe there's two people that can give 5000 Maybe there's 10 people that can give 1000 each. Maybe there's 20 people that can give $500. Maybe there's 100 that can give $100 each. It's not about what you give. What I'm asking you to do this Christmas season is to pray and ask God, how can I be generous and express my gratitude for what you're going to do in the life of Synergy Church? And I just believe that if we're crazy enough to have faith that God can do some impossible things among us, then we'll begin to experience some tangible blessings of God on this church. And we'll begin to gain traction. All studies regarding church plants say that when they get their first facility, that there is a, a certain percentage that they grow by immediately. That some people just don't believe you're a legit church if you're meeting in a gym, apparently. I don't, I don't understand that. I love this gym. There was some sarcasm there. But can you imagine having our own facility one day that would enable us to do more ministry throughout the week, more ministry on a given Sunday, that we would have opportunities because we're permanent and not portable to experience some incredible opportunities to make Christ known in the lives of people far from God in Barrow County. And I just want to give thanks to God in advance that he's going to do that in the life of our church. And one of the ways that we're giving collectively us as a church an opportunity to express gratitude is by giving generously to our Christmas offering, a thousand of which is going to go to help families provide Christmas and the other remainder is going to go to start a fund that's going to be designated that's going to allow us to start saving so that hopefully 
one day, in the next year, in the next two years, whatever that looks like, we'll be able to take a step of faith and get into our own building and celebrate what God's doing among us. I don't know if you get excited about that. I get really excited about that, and hopefully we'll experience that sooner than later. And so I'm asking us to praise a church as to what God would have us give this Christmas season. This is a gift that's above our regular giving. So if everybody takes their regular giving and marks Christmas offering on it, then uh, we're not going to be able to meet for the next couple of weeks, but we'll still be saving for the future. And maybe that's a strategy that some people would want to embrace anyway. But I would love for us to give above and beyond our normal giving to help make a difference in this church and in this community. Let me leave you with two things that we always have reason to give thanks for on a daily basis. Number one, we should always give thanks that we have life. We woke up this morning, our feet hit the floor, and we say, thank you, God, for another day. Whether we're looking forward to the day or dreading the day, it's another day that God gave us. It's a blessing, and we can always give thanks to God for that. And secondly, we can always give thanks every day of our lives for God's salvation, that he saved us, that he doesn't hold our past against us, that his love endures forever and he's good to us. And he died an incredibly terrible death for us so that we could experience life through him. And that's reason to give thanks that one day we'll spend eternity with him in heaven and we'll experience the blessings of salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for life. Thank you, Jesus, for salvation. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to sing about it. I'm going to live a godly life. I'm going to give generously. I'm going to express my gratitude to you because there's benefits to being grateful. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for who you are and what you do. We don't take for granted your love for us. We don't take for granted your blessings on our life, but we don't take for granted that you are good and your love endures forever. We can never escape your love. We can never outrun your love. We can never get past your love. Your love always surrounds us and embraces us. I pray, Father God, that you would give us grateful hearts and trust that you are always good. Bless everyone here who's going through a difficult situation, Father, and help them to embrace this idea that when we give thanks, we position ourselves to receive more blessings.